Welcome back into the Kamloops Alliance Church podcast. This podcast exists to help you know Jesus and make him known. These are raw and authentic conversations covering relevant and important topics pertaining to Kamloops Alliance Church's mission, vision, and values. This week, Pastor Chris hosts the Kamloops Mayor, Ken Christian. They will discuss leading during times of crisis. Listen in as they talk about leading through COVID-19, the restrictions, isolation, and ever-changing realities that impact our city, businesses, and sports teams. Enjoy. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to the Canloops Alliance Church podcast. We have had so much fun bringing the last 10 episodes to you. Our goal in this time was just to help you navigate this crazy COVID-19 world. We have talked about parenting, marriage, leadership, suffering, and spiritual formation. We've had pastors, marketplace leaders, psychologists, spiritual directors, and executive directors as guests. Uh, there's been so much resonance with this, and for that, we're so grateful. Uh, if it's been helpful for you, we would love uh, some of your help in getting the word out, continuing to get the word out about the podcast, just by sharing this on your social media feeds or giving us a positive review on the platform that you're using. Uh, so this is our last episode of season one. We've had 10 episodes, and I'm so honored to finish the, the this season with a distinguished guest. Uh, through some great connections, I'm so privileged to welcome the mayor of Kamloops, Mayor Ken Christian, to the podcast. Welcome, 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 Mayor Christian. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here virtually with yourself and with your congregation today. That's fantastic. Um, so I think, you know, most people will know who you are, Mayor Christian, with just kind of your profile. But can you let us in just a little bit more? Like, who are you? How did you get into politics? Kind of what does the mayor do? Like, yeah, kind of just give us a behind the scenes view a little bit. Well, you know, it's a very well-kept secret, but I was actually born in Kelowna, but uh, don't hold that against me. Uh, and I uh, went to a university in Vancouver, and then I uh, came to the Kamloops region in, in 1974 and uh, moved actually to Kamloops in 1977. And I uh, worked in public health uh, for uh, 37 years and uh, met my wife, Brenda, and we raised our three children, uh, Nick, John, and Taryn here in Kamloops. And uh, Kamloops is home uh, to me. And I've had a, a good fortune uh, to have been a school school trustee in this region for 18 years. And then uh, at the urging of Peter Millibar, I actually ran for city council and was a couple of terms as a, a city councillor. And now I'm in my second uh, term as mayor of the city of Kamloops. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, mayor Christian, it's just so good to have you on to get your perspective in your unique seat uh, and influence in Kamloops right now over the past few months. I think, first of all, uh, just as another leader in this city, I just want to thank you for your intentional leadership. I think for your solid leadership uh, over a time where, you know, I've never led through a pandemic and neither have you. So thank you so much uh, for doing what you have done to to keep us safe uh, with wisdom and with just solid leadership. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, I never envisioned having to do this either, but I, 
I did have a bit of an advantage in that I worked in public health in 2003 during the SARS crisis. Wow. And now we developed pandemic plans. And then lo and behold, in 2009 with H1N1, we had to uh, use them. And uh, then I thought I'd left that behind when I left the health authority and uh, it caught up with me. And uh, I'm, I'm just very pleased with the way the health authority has approached this and in particular, Dr. Henry, but also local governments and, and the community have has a part to play in this. And I think Camels has really stepped up uh, in terms of our response to COVID-19. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So let's talk a little bit about leadership in this pandemic. Um, what has your schedule been like over the last few months? Have you seen an increase and what is what does your world look like? You know, uh, that that's interesting. Uh, you know, as the mayor, uh, you have a, a full-time job here. You're in my office in, in City Hall. And, uh, you know, you usually work, uh, you know, sort of nine to five kind of thing in City Hall. And then you're out and you're working at night. You're doing meetings. You're doing speeches. You're opening conventions. You're cutting ribbons, that kind of thing. I haven't cut a ribbon in three months. I'm out of practice. <laughs> You know, what I found uh, with the pandemic is virtually everything outside of City Hall stopped. But inside uh, City Hall, things ramped up. We operated our emergency operations center. I became the spokesperson for the city in terms of our response. Uh, I had uh, a lot of decision making about very important events that are so critical to our city. Music in the park, Canada, those kinds of things that we had to uh, cancel. And, uh, you know, all of the organizations and the investment that goes along with that, plus the disappointment was really a kind of grinding uh, on a day after day basis. And uh, now, fortunately, we appear to be uh, starting to uh, uh, open up a bit and, and we have to do that cautiously and purposefully. But uh, I think we're going to get back to a new normal. And, and I think just as you have done in terms of adapting the way that uh, you meet with your uh, congregants, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be something that's going to happen all over Kamloops and in many different sectors. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, as a, as a, as a leader in this time, I, I feel like, you know, th th your own personal values come to the surface about, you know, what, how are you going to lead and how are you going to be directed by those values? So what were some of the values? Um, I know that there's city values, but what about in your own leadership world? What were some of the values that you really thought, you know, I'm going to make this decision because of this? Um, what, what were some of those kind of guiding principles or values for you uh, as you led? Yeah, uh, that that's interesting. Uh, you know, you, you do, you have corporate values of the city of Camelot. You can read those on the website. But what makes me tick as, as Ken Christian uh, is a lot in and around the social determinants of health. You know, things that are predicated in education, in poverty reduction, in adequate home, uh, home uh, uh, provision and, and employment and those kinds of things. And uh, quite frankly, the pandemic really rocked all of those tenants of, of what I believe in. And so, you know, I approached uh, the work with a lot of empathy and I think uh, really a lot of patience and, and a continued desire to make evidence-based decisions and not react too quickly to anything, but, but really start to be uh, quite purposeful in how you uh, make decisions and, and how you expect people to follow. And if you can show that in your leadership, that this is not something you just thought of a moment ago, uh, that I think people will be more likely to follow the advice and guidance that you give. 
Mm-hmm. I like I like that you said empathy. I think, you know, in a crisis, nobody's had to work through this before. No one's had to lead through this before. And as everything just really shut down so quickly, um, you know, I, I like that there there's there should be a warmth to our fellow citizen as far as nobody knows how to do this. Everyone's doing their best and everybody is trying to keep each other safe, too. So I I think, you know, as you modeled that in your leadership that just flowed down i think to probably everybody in the city staff but also to our city as well so so thank you for for that um you know one of the things that i i have sensed um uh in in the crisis as a leader that it crisis exposes a leader um do you agree with that and how how maybe has that kind of played out in, in the city and even in your own leadership yeah, that, that's entirely right. And it's exposed some leaders in a positive light, others not so much. Uh, but uh, I, I think, you know, if you if you stick with some of the tenants like listening and understanding before acting, uh, that that will really help in terms of your leadership style. Some people are much more bold. They're, they're the people that make the very quick snap decisions. And some people like that in, in a leader. And uh, that that is a, is a good trait. Some Sometimes this is not one of those times. This is a time, I think, for uh, thoughtful leadership and listening to the expert advice of epidemiologists and public health physicians and and people that really understand what a novel virus means and and the the whole notion of of, uh, immunity and vaccinology and those kinds of things. And so it's it's a complicated technical area and to provide political leadership through that is even more complicated but the one thing i would just suggest is we do reopen now uh people have to be patient if you go to the bank the bank might have corporate rules about where you stand and who you see and, and that if you go to the dairy queen it might be equally complicated there and it's going to be likely quite different so just be patient and and let's just get through this together as a community and and as a faith community and uh, you know think about the kind of things that if you had lunchtime and you got to do five things at lunchtime last year you maybe only get two of them done this year and let's be patient about that that's so interesting you bring that up. I, I I think you're right. You know, as as a faith leader in our city, I, I'm continually asking God, like, what what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to teach our congregation? And and a virtue really intrinsic in in the Christian faith is patience. It's it's a fruit of the spirit. And so, uh, in, in a really rapid world where it's kind of everything is microwaved, you want everything now. All of a sudden, everything is on slow motion. And for me, who likes to lead quickly, who likes to move things. Things forward. I just think, man, what a time to learn the virtue of patience as a culture, which is super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you, as you have led, um, what has self-care looked like for you? I mean, maybe things outside the, the city hall have, have closed down, but obviously internally, there's just been a lot of churning through stuff and navigating, pivoting. So how have you taken care of yourself in this time? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that is interesting. My wife, Brenda, and I have, you know, been taking the advice of, of everyone from the prime minister on down and stayed staying at home. And and so uh, we've gotten into, uh, you know, home improvements. We've got to look at pictures of travels that we were fortunate enough to take. Uh, I've got a garden growing this year better than I ever have uh, because <laughs> I've got more time to attend to it. And and we've taken a, a joint interest in projects in and outside of our home. 
Uh, and we've uh, connected with with friends through uh, Zoom and and through other technologies, and and we've uh, spoken with our our children, and and now as we ease up, we get to uh, visit them with the physical distancing in place. Uh, but it has been a time to uh, kind of reaffirm, uh, you know, our love for each other and the uh, uh, connection uh, with our family, and and we're fortunate uh, because we have a home, and we had our our jobs, and and our children had their jobs. So there wasn't that kind of uh, worry that often uh, many families in our city have had to endure as they've gone through this. So we had it easier than many, but uh, we used this time to build. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think as I've interacted with congregants and phone calls and stuff like that, you, you have people that were directly affected, either sick or, or you know, lost their job. And and there's, so there's, of course, empathy there. But, for, you know, for uh, for a lot of people, too, it, it has offered them more time to to be at home and to have more margin. And it will be interesting to see, I think, how people reemerge from this and leave their some of the things that they had pre-COVID-19 in their life to a new kind of whatever the future future holds. So that's interesting. Uh, maybe the last question uh, about leadership here. And I'm thinking just, you know, as we have a marketplace leaders ministry uh, that runs kind of citywide, but through our church, uh, we have lots of marketplace leaders in our church who are grinding through, you know, the dip in the economy and laying people off and all that sort of stuff. So um, maybe from your unique perspective, Mayor Christian, what would you say to leaders in our community who are discouraged, tired, uh, and maybe even unsure if they can continue leading in their context with the economy, with all the uncertainty of the future, what would you say? Well, yeah, that, that's a big question. Uh, you know, the areas that I think uh, are affected, and I, and I think of, of uh, your membership, uh, uh, things like elective surgeries and all the people that are, are sitting on, uh, you know, hip replacements and knee replacements and things like that that have been delayed. I think about uh, people at the university, Thompson Rivers University, that really has uh, predicated a lot of their enrollment around TRU World and international students that may not be coming back. I think of the Kamloops Airport where you see uh, the volumes uh, down to about 3% of what they were this this time last year. And I think of the impact that that has on the hospitality and tourism industry and, and, and many of the people watching could be in that industry and that's going to be very difficult. Uh, and they're going to have to uh, reinvent the way that they do business and uh, rewrite size their business to maintain profitability. Uh, and there will be circumstances where some businesses won't survive and that will in turn will uh, create layoffs and the like of that. And as I mentioned earlier on, that whole social determinants of health is, is predicated in and around employment and your ability to kind of support yourself and your family. So that's going to be difficult. And, and we need to uh, double down in our resolve as a community to uh, deal with that, to shop local, to visit local, to rediscover what is about Kamloops and this region that drew us here as residents, right? And that that we need to get out and, and get to Helmkin Falls. We need to go and visit the museum in Ashcroft. We need to get down to Merritt and 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 look at the Shoe Swap Lakes and and those kinds of things that I think will help in our recovery and our rebound. 
Yeah, I know. I know you even as a city council have done uh, initiatives to help kind of businesses reemerge with, you know, extending patios and stuff like that. So I think, you know, it's kind of a, a collective effort in, in citizens deciding here's where I'm going to spend my money, but also you as civic leaders to be able to provide avenues forward. That's really, really good. Um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit just a little bit more about Kamloops now. I think that probably the most important question of this whole the whole deck of questions that we have. Um, I'm a huge hockey fan. Um, I also grew up in Kelowna, Mayor Christian, and so I have I have now you know swung the other way, and I'm a proud uh, Kamloops Blazers fan. So how disappointed were you that the Blazers season came to a screeching halt when there was so much promise for a good uh, long playoff run? Yeah, I, I was devastated, as were the other uh, 4,000 season ticket holders and regular attendees at the Camelot Blazers game. And, uh, you know, I've talked to Donnie Morris and, and uh, the Blazers organization and, uh, you know, what this next season going forward looks like without uh, an audience or without spectators uh, could be uh, quite challenging for not only the Blazers, but the whole Western Hockey League. And uh, I've uh, mentioned that uh, to uh members of the federal cabinet as well as uh, members of the provincial cabinet as as well as uh, members of the national media in terms of that but it's not just the blazers uh, i worry about the kso uh, i worry about the western canada theater uh, company those organizations that are predicated on having audiences and, and having performances are, are going to be affected by this and we're going to have to figure out a way around that but oh what could have been in terms of the blazers season Oh my goodness. But you know what? There, we have a great young team with great draft picks. And, uh, and so I think the future is bright, but yeah, what that looks like is going to be really, really interesting. Um, as we, we talked a little about marketplace leaders and the uncertainty of the future, maybe can you just talk to, uh, our congregation who's listening in and, and we you know we've had kind of a, a, almost a worldwide wide reach with this podcast, but, um, what about just people, Kamloopsians who are just uncertain about all this sort of thing? Would you add anything to what you've already said there? Well, you know, I, I think about what the, the church can do for your congregants and for the community. And, and one is uh, keeping up with that celebration of faith. And, and that's going to be so important for your membership and that. But also, uh, as I mentioned, the social determinants of health, the, that's all about connectedness. Mm -hmm. And particularly for members of your congregation that uh, may find that their uh, connectedness really comes from uh, getting together in your faith community and, and the interaction that they have. And to keep those interactions strong is really going to help. And also the compassion and philanthropy that, that your congregation enjoys, uh, the ability to give back to the community. And, and that's so important always, but even now more so. So those are the kind of things as, as a faith community, uh, I hope will continue and, and become stronger throughout this, uh, this uh, challenge that we've had. Yeah. And I, I, I think, yeah, we, we just, we hosted something here last night and I just um, was able to interact with a few of our congregants that I haven't seen in three months. You know, you go, you go from seeing everybody, you know, mostly every week to not seeing people th for three months. And there's almost an amnesia of, of how important those connections are. And, and I think you're right. I think, you know, for us as a church, we have wanted to play our part well in two ways. First way is, you know, we just decided earlier on Kamloops Alliance Church was not going to be an outbreak center. 
That was not going to happen under under our watch. And so we we uh, we collapsed kind of all of our ministry weekend services as early as as we could. Um, and so to play our part well in that sense, but also to play our part well in you know what, like we're, we're social beings as humans. And so how, how do we, how do we, um, navigate that? And even through the summer, you know, we have an initiative this summer, Mary Christian, where, uh, we've said to people, if you want to have a backyard barbecue, we'll pay for it. You can, you can invite a few different people and keep your social circle small, but we want to encourage that. So maybe we're not here on campus, but we are at least encouraging those social connections for really the mental health of people, the well-being of people. And so we've really wanted to do that well. Um, maybe to follow up on that, any, anything more there about how we as Canloops Alliance Church how can we play our part well in our COVID world? Or maybe in general, just a faith communities, if you have anything else there. Well, you know, you have your sanctuary on the North Shore, but but your congregation permeates all of Kamloops. And so it's, it's about your membership uh, just you know, uh, being kind, being compassionate and, and checking in on people. And, and I find that, uh, you know, sometimes these zoom, uh, relationships are a little bit fuzzy with the, the, the dots of people and it, it can be difficult, but just reach out, even if it's one-on-one to people you haven't spoken with for a while, just to, uh, see how they're getting by. Is there anything that, uh, those that can help can do and, and just, uh, show that, that love and that warmth. Warmth, and I think that that will go a long way in a time that's uncertain uh, and in a time where recovery means different things to different people. Uh, it's going to be important that we uh, look after each other and, and uh, you guys are doing that. Yeah, and, uh, we've been saying, you know, our church hasn't been canceled. We've just been deployed. Yeah. deployed to our neighbors, deployed to, you know, the, the vulnerable sectors, uh, that, that we know in our church. And so how, how do we do that really well? Uh, just a few, few last questions, Mayor Christian, as we think of even just the economy in, in Kamloops, wh- what do you foresee there? I know that you have an economic task force. Our, our mutual friend, Elise Laird is on that. Um, what do you foresee? Like, do you, do, are we insulated from this at all? Are we going to recover quicker? Any, any prognostications, even hopes there? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we're not insulated. Uh, And uh, I I gave one of the last speeches I gave uh, before this hit was the State of the City Address. And uh, I was uh, talking to the audience there. It was probably the last audience I'll see for a while. There's about 150 there. And I I talked about the port of Kamloops. And everybody looked quizzically at me because we're in the middle of a desert. But I I said uh, then, and I believe now, that, you know, our economy is so interconnected. And as goes the port of Vancouver, so goes the economy of Kamloops. And you look at things like the Rocky Mountaineer Rail Tour that comes to Kamloops with 100,000 visitors every summer uh, and uses 50,000 room nights in Kamloops. And 92% of their business is from offshore outside international. So uh, that's not going to be here this year. And that in turn affects bus drivers and wait staff and and, uh, cleaning staff and the like of that. So we need to recognize that we are so interconnected uh, as a a local economy with what happens in British Columbia, what happens in Canada and what happens internationally. So uh, I did establish uh, a uh, mayor's task force on uh, economic recovery and 
and renewal. And I think that the and renewal part is really uh, what we're focusing on. And I got uh, business leaders and, and academics and, and uh, uh, people with uh, experience like Elise and others uh, to come and uh, to sort of put down the baggage of their partisanship and, and uh, start to roll up their sleeves and look at what we could do in Kamloops to make this a, 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 a smoother ride for, for our residents and for your congregation. Yeah, totally. You know, and I, I think this is this has shown in a global sense how connected we are in our economy as well. You know, like we're in a globalized world that's uh, that's very connected. Um, last few questions: What does it look like to be a good citizen uh, in Kamloops over the summer? Yeah, uh, I, I really, you know, hate to say this, but I think you have to reduce your 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 footprint in terms of travel expectations. So uh, those of you that were gonna, you know, take off and and have a, a wonderful trip to uh, Paris, I think uh, you got to postpone that. Uh, and uh, but but don't shut down, don't insulate. Uh, let's say that uh, you know we were gonna spend three thousand dollars and 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 have a wonderful holiday. Maybe we can take some of that and and we can spend that locally. Maybe we can do home improvements. Uh, maybe we can visit parts of this great province that we haven't seen before and, and get out and rediscover British Columbia and, the, and in particular the Thompson-Nicola region. Uh, I think we need to continue and double down on our, our commitment to kindness. Uh, and I, I've said it before, and I, I'm, I'm going to say it again, that, that we have a new normal that's uh, facing us. And it might be a better normal. We just have to be patient and, and and uh, uh, look at uh, how we can uh, find opportunity from uh, some of the things that we've had to uh, go through. So, you know, those would be the things that, you know, myself and our family intend to do this summer. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, with with a, a positive view that we approach uh, 2021. Uh, 2020 has, has had its warts, quite frankly. It's, it's been challenging. And, uh, you know, uh, we will uh, endure this. And, and as I've said we are a resilient community uh, with just wonderful people that's why we live here and uh, this too will pass I agree. Uh, you know, just moving to Kamloops a few years ago, we, we have just sensed the warmth and interconnectedness. And so if there's any community that you're going to go through a global pandemic in, Kamloops is a pretty good one. Um, how can people continue to be informed about uh, Kamloops and the COVID response? Like if people are like, what's your communication? Where do people go? Any direction there? Well, certainly uh, you can keep uh, listening to uh, the wise words of Dr. Bonnie Henry, the provincial health officer. Uh, but uh, in the local uh, response, uh, I have been producing and posting videos to the uh, city of Kamloops uh, website under COVID-19. And, and there's a little tab there. You can see the mayor's videos. You can see a different tie every day, hopefully. And, uh, you know, we provide advice uh, just uh, recently as this Monday, we reopened City Hall. And of course, there's rules about physical distancing and there's barriers and, and lineups and things. But uh, everything that we move through, I'm anxious that we can return to uh, amateur sport, minor sport uh, this summer and, and uh, particularly uh, optimistic about soccer and, and those kinds of sports that are outdoors uh, and uh, getting those back underway. Uh, our park system, we managed to maintain that throughout the, the whole pandemic. 
pandemic. And I, I think that was a good decision uh, in terms of um, uh, allowing our uh, citizens a, a place to go and, and get out. And I was just so proud of the uh, response, whether it was at a dog park or at a nature park, how people were so respectful of each other and that uh, requirement to, to stay away and, and, uh, and, and just be cognizant of your personal bubble and space. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mayor Christian, thank you so much for your time. You know, we, uh, I've referenced a few times in this pandemic with our congregation, a New Testament text in Romans chapter 13, where the Apostle Paul just talks about obey your government, be a good citizen. And, uh, and so we, we have wanted to play our part well, and, uh, and we're really grateful for your leadership. I want you to know that we as a congregation do pray for you. We pray for our leaders. I've been praying for our leaders globally, federally, provincially, and, and, and uh, civically as well. So uh, you have, uh, you have uh, we have your back as you lead our city, and uh, really, really grateful for, for your time today. You could be doing a lot of other things, and so you spent some time with us, so thank you. Is there anything else you'd want to add or that uh, we missed over this time? You know, I, I think it was a, a candid and comfortable conversation and, and uh, I wish the same for uh, your membership and uh, that, uh, you know, I, I wish them, first of all, their good health uh, and uh, their uh, ability to connect with each other and with their faith. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Eric Christian. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks again for joining us. This is the last KAC podcast for the 2020 Spring Series. However, we are planning on some bonus episodes that will be released through the summer. So keep your eyes open for that. We are looking forward to connecting again in the fall for new content. We invite you to listen in again to your favorite messages, share them on social feeds, and let us know how these messages have impacted you. You can also join us online for our weekend gatherings through the summer. 